No, we did not make Louise's ball. That's uh, Miss Louise. That's Friday. Yeah, you got to thank Doctor Slade yesterday. Amen. Book of Proverbs, chapter number two. Knowing that there's very little that we can do in and of ourselves, knowing that that all wisdom and the Bible says that even all good things come from God, uh, we've been studying the last couple of weeks in the believer's walk, and and it begins with salvation. It it goes through uh, knowing what you believe and why you believe it. Uh, tonight we're going to look at, at where that belief comes from, where that wisdom comes from. Because we know that whenever we are saved, we don't know all that there is to know about uh, about Christianity, about living the way that we're supposed to live, about acting the way that we're supposed to act. And in reality, after we've been Christians for a while, we still don't know everything there is to know about living the way we should live and acting the way we should act. But Solomon was named to be one of the wisest men to ever walk the face of the earth and, and we see where he ended up. And so wisdom don't don't get you all the way there. Knowledge don't get you all the way there. Now, there was a, a kid showed up to my welding class one day at school and it was after, I don't remember, something or other had happened and, and we had a pretty good break. It was way on pre-COVID. Uh, but he had a pretty good break from school. It may have been a hurricane or something. A long weekend. He come back with his NCCER welding textbook and he handed it to me. He said, I finished it. I know how to weld now. He said he read the whole book. He said, I know what there is to know about welding. He said, I know all the voltages. I know all of the ways you're supposed to hold it. He said, I read this whole book. And smart kid. Brilliant kid. He's in nursing school now. Super smart kid. He come back and said, here you go, here's the book. Can I go well? <laughs> go for it. We all want to see this. Kid was smart. And he did. He went up there, he adjusted that machine. He took his little uh, his little welding gauge and he measured the thickness of his metal and adjusted the machine again and looked through the rod box and picked out the right rod for the, the, the plates that he was welding on and the position that he was welding on. He took and got all his PPE on and got his thing clamped down and took the rod and put it in the electrode holder exactly like it was supposed to do. And he stood there looking at it. He looked at me and he said, nowhere in that book did it tell you how to start. It tells you everything about welding, but it does not tell you how to start, how to begin, how to strike an arc, how to make the fire. He said, I don't know how to do it. I said, but you read the whole book. He said it didn't cover that. I said the book assumes that there's a teacher here to tell you that part. The book tells you everything else. We can get all of this knowledge, memorize it, and shove it way back deep in our head. And we still require a teacher. That's the reason that God sent the Holy Spirit. That's the reason that God gave us churches, brothers, sisters in Christ to, to discuss talk with. That's the reason God gave us preachers and pastors and missionaries. It's the reason God gave us teachers in Sunday school and, 
and elders in the church to, to be able to discuss things with and talk about things with and, and bounce things also off of because all of this knowledge needs someone to teach it. Because in and of ourselves, we can't understand everything there is. So God gave us His Word, but He also gave us His Spirit, which is our teacher. Solomon being one of the most wise, uh, one of the wisest men ever walked the face of the earth, wrote this down. And we know where Solomon ended up. He went from being a man who walked with God to a man being led astray of, of exactly what he says. He said, vanity, vanity, it's all vanity. Being pulled aside by worldly lust. We know where he ended up. But, but what he pinned down by inspiration of God is, is really wise words. And we're going to read here in Solomon, excuse me, in Solomon. In Proverbs chapter number 2, verse number 1. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide uh, my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. Do we understand that there are two, that there's a very distinct difference between these two words? There's a difference in wisdom and understanding. You can be extremely intelligent and not understand it. You can know all there is to know and not understand it. You can have the information, but to not be able to put it into practice means that you don't fully understand it. There is a difference between the two, and in order to be, in order to be a believer that works for God, in order to be a missionary and evangelist that we are supposed to be for God, we have to take both of them. Solomon said, So that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. Y'all know that I harp on verbs all the time. To incline thine ear is kind of like the old people used to do that. Say again. What, 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 what's that mean whenever you're doing this? My grandpa, he had one in funnels that he put up his ear sometimes. He's making an action to hear it. He's making a point to, to focus on what is being said. Whenever it comes to the wisdom, it, 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 he's talking about, uh, I, I believe, the, the Word of God, the law of God, the things that are taught of God, and the wisdom comes from focusing in on that and learning it. You can read the Bible and not understand, not learn, and not remember anything. Been there, done that. I'm sure you have too. If we focus... If we, if we read with a purpose, if we study with a purpose, if we begin in, in prayer and ask God to help us, that is inclining our ear. That is focusing our attention. That is, is making an effort to, on purpose, dig into the Word of God. To incline our ear unto the wisdom recorded in this book. Number two is apply thine heart to understand and we can have all the knowledge in the world but if we do not apply our heart to understand if we do not apply ourselves to do it then it does us absolutely no good have you ever been standing somewhere knowing that you're supposed to do something and you don't knowing that this person needs help and you don't help them knowing that this person is who God has put you in the path of if we are going to apply our heart to understanding, it takes action on our part, not inaction. I believe with all of my heart that inaction in the place of action in and of itself is a sin. He said, apply thine heart to understanding. That is putting that wisdom into action. Brother Randy, if you want to join us, we're in Proverbs chapter number 2.
Number three, yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for a hidden treasure, then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Do we value the Word of God as much as silver? As much as gold? As much as treasures? Which do we work harder for? To grow in the grace and knowledge of God's Word? Or to make a little extra money to spend on things that we don't need? A lot of times I find myself in the ladder. Years ago, I say years ago, back before most of our time, in the 30s and 40s and 50s, they made coins out of pure silver. Nickels, dimes, and quarters. Out of pure silver. And they had paper money back then. But what paper money was, was a promise to get. And if I give you a dollar in paper money, it was a promise that I'm going to eventually get it to you in silver or in goods or in gold or in something that's valuable. Because paper had numbers on it, but it was just as good as a written IOU. But coins was, was made out of silver. And anything pre-60... 60-something, 60 65, 64? Four? Anything pre-64 is, is, is all silver. And it, it was extremely valuable then, and it's even more valuable now. But, but people seek after it and, and look for it and search for it and dig for these antique coins and this rare this and that and the other and... If only we were to study God's Word that hard. The world would be a different place. I have spent hours and hours and hours researching a subject. Whether it was for school or for some of my kids or to be able to teach it better. Or since uh, since I started uh, generating, I, I research all sorts of stuff with generators to try to... Uh, to try to stay up to date and keep up with things that are going on. And I don't know, I guess it was back during the spring, maybe early summer. I sat up in my office for hours and hours and hours and hours. And it was way on after midnight, Emily come in there and she asked me, she said, are you studying? And I looked at my computer and for probably four or five hours, I had been researching this, this new a thing that they had come out with with generate generators. And I said, no, but I should be. Because we seek after everything seems like but what we ought to be. We put all of our effort into this and that and the other. Whenever Solomon said, if thou seekest after her as silver, if thou searchest for her, talking about wisdom and knowledge and understanding, if we search for her as for hidden treasures, then we shall understand the fear of the Lord. If you want to see God, focus on Him. If you want to understand His Word, focus on it. Whenever you look at a word search, y'all have done word searches before, right? Piles and piles of letters just in this square grid system. And whenever you look at it, it looks like a jumbled mess. And the more you look at it, the more words you begin to find. And the longer you look at it and the longer you study it, the more and the more words that you're able to find and cross out. You found them. God's Word is a lot like a word search. we got to look. 
We got to study. Sitting down, and, and I, I've been guilty of it myself. I told myself years ago, I said, I'm going to read every day. I'm never going to miss a day of reading God's Word. So I'd get up in the morning, and I'd open my Bible to, to wherever I opened up, and I'd read a few verses, and I'd close it and go about my day. Because I read my Bible that day. And I'm not saying it didn't do me any good. I'm saying that I was not doing my job as a believer. That I was not giving God the focus, the attention that He deserves. And if we want to see the fear of the Lord, we're going to search for His wisdom. We're going to seek for His understanding above all else. There's a man, he's... uh, He's out of the First Baptist Church at Franklin. He helps out there. He's a retired pastor. I spoke with him at length earlier this week. He's part of the Southeastern Louisiana Baptist Association, I think is how you say it. Anyway, uh, they, they have a meeting once a month. And, and at every meeting since the spring, he, he has asked some 30-some-odd pastors if they want to participate in the, the Mile Branch Christmas thing that we do every year, the Life of Christ presentation. And he said every time he got the same response, I don't think our congregation would be interested in that. I don't think we're going to have time. I've talked with several pastors in the last couple of weeks about trying to get ready for it. Our church just ain't going to participate this year. We're going through some stuff. Is that an excuse for us to miss out on a missions opportunity, on an outreach opportunity, on an opportunity to share Jesus Christ with people who otherwise may never darken the door of a church? Look at what God has done for us and we flake out on Him because we have other things to do. What we're really saying is we have better things to do than sit around and preach Jesus and sit around and hand out coffee or water. We have better things to do than share the gospel with the world. And whenever I find myself in that situation, I found myself in a pitiful state. Whenever we find ourselves in a place that that everything else is more important, then we need to come back and look for that fear of the Lord. We need to come back and search for that knowledge of God. Verse number 6, For the Lord giveth wisdom. For the Lord giveth wisdom. And out of His mouth come knowledge and understanding. Brother Dean, you said that you weren't very familiar with this book. So if I handed you this book and asked you to leave page number 346, you know what song that is? Don't have a clue. And if this book laid right here on the floor and you stared at it for hours and hours and hours, would you know what 346 is? No. I'm not opening it. You know God's Word's the same way. We can have so many Bibles and 346 is Beautiful Star of Bethlehem. My favorite song. We can have as many Bibles as we want to in our house. If we don't open them, they're not doing us any good. We can have them in the truck. We can have the Bible app on our phone. But if we pick it up and go to Facebook every time, it's not doing us any good. We can have Bibles strode in every which direction. We can talk with people about everything but church. But God. We can read anything but 
the Bible. There used to be three pieces of newspaper on my grandpa's uh, kitchen table. My, my grandpa up in Mississippi, he, he read. Oh, he's an avid reader. There's always three pieces of newspaper. One was the voice of faith. Stayed there all the time because every time somebody come over, he had to show them an article that was in there. Didn't matter what, our, what the article was, he had to show them an article that was in the voice of faith. And then there was the Hattiesburg, the Hattiesburg American. He read every word that was in it. And then there was the Mississippi Cattleman's Journal. He read every word that was in it. And underneath all of them, laying in the center of the kitchen table was his old Bible. That every single night before he went to bed, he spent hours in that Bible studying. And this is a man who got up at 4 o'clock every morning of his life, drank his coffee, and went to work. And he stayed up way on past when everybody else went to sleep studying his Bible. And I always admired that because it didn't matter how many of us was running around. We stayed with him all the time and we'd make so much racket. We'd try to get him to, to, to do this that, and, and come tell us a story And when I finished reading my Bible. I admired his focus. He'd come tell us a story when he was finished. He'd go eat milk and cornbread with us when he was finished. But he was focused in on that Bible. He read the newspaper. But he focused on that Bible. He read the voice of faith. He almost memorized the cattleman's journal. But he focused on that Bible. The Lord giveth wisdom. And out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understand He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. A buckler is like a, imagine a back brace that helps keep you up straight. Same concept. Uh, a supporter, if you will. He is a buckler of them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment, and equity. Yea, every good path. Every good path. I believe that this is a promise. That if we will seek after wisdom, if we will seek after God, if we will search for the hidden treasures that God giveth, that the Lord giveth out, and then we shall understand righteousness, judgment, equity, and every good path. A lot of times people will say, well, it is what it is. That's one of my favorite statements. It is what it is. You want to understand more about what's going on in your life? Seek God. You want to understand more about what's going on in this world? Go find one of the oldest books ever written. Dig into it and seek God. First, and thou shalt understand every good Path. When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, and understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things. How, do, how, how are we delivered from evil? We seek God's will. We seek His wisdom. We seek His understanding. Verse 13, Who leave the paths of the uprighteousness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the 
frowardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked, and they froward their paths, to deliver thee from the strange woman, even the stranger which flattereth with her words, which forsaketh the guide of her youth, and forgetteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclineth unto death, and her paths unto the dead. And none that go unto her return again, neither take they hold of the paths of life. That thou mayest walk in the good in the way of good men, and keep the paths of righteousness. How do we walk the straight and narrow? Ain't that what everybody calls it? I want to walk the straight and narrow. I want to get back on the straight and narrow. It comes from the wisdom and understanding that the Lord giveth, and that is it. That is the only place that it comes from. That is, that is all. We can try to live good, but without the knowledge and wisdom and understanding that the Lord gives, all that we know is the morality of, of good and evil. And a lot of times we choose wrong. That thou mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright shall dwell in the land and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth. Transgressors shall be rooted out of it. Down through Israel's history, or down through all of the history of the Old Testament, you look at the paths of good men and you look at the paths of wicked men. There are two very, very distinct <coughs> paths in the Old Testament. You watch those who sought after God. You watch those who obeyed God. You watch those who, who sought for, for God's wisdom in their life. And you look at the way that God protected them. You look at the way of God uh, allowed them to walk in the path of the righteous. You watch how God allowed them to dwell in the land. You watch how God delivered them from the evil man. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. Our problem is we don't seek God's will. We are a very reactive... I say we... I guess all of the generations lately have been very reactive generations. Because we see something and we, we do something about it. It's like touching an electric fence. Every time something happens, we, we, we react immediately. Nobody thinks. Nobody seeks after God's will. Everyone reacts immediately and moves. This, this whole chapter, and I know we read through the whole thing. And in chapter number 3, verse number 1, that these were all written consecutively. As Proverbs, there's a couple of breaks in, in the latter end of the, the book of Proverbs, but the majority of it was written consecutively. The chapters and the verses was put in here to better help find everything. But in chapter 3, verse 1, he said, My son, forget not my law, but keep, uh, let thine heart keep my commandments. If we are truly wise in the ways of God, we will abide by verse number 1 of chapter 2 and 3. Verse number 1 of chapter 2 says, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart. He said, If you will do this, then, verse 5, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and knowledge of God. Verse number 1 of chapter 3 says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments for the length of days and long life and peace. Shall they add to thee? I think we have found the fountain of youth. I think we have found it. He said for length of days, long life, and peace 
Shout they out on you. If we forget not His law, if we keep His commandments, if we seek after His wisdom, if we cry after His knowledge, if we lift up our voice for His understanding, if we seek Him, if we seek wisdom, if we seek God's will, as much as we do silver, as much as we do money, as much as we do valuables, if we search for wisdom as for hidden treasures, then we shall understand the fear of the Lord and we shall find the knowledge of God. It's all here. It's all here. Y'all ever been beachcombing early in the morning? I hadn't either. But I've read about it. You understand? I read about it. My wife went one time. And she went early. I mean crazy early. And there was people beat her there. And they was walking all over that beach with metal detectors and them little seashell picker-upper things. And whenever you walk across the beach and look across the beach, it looks like beautiful sand. And then when they start digging, they find all sorts of stuff underneath that sand. All sorts of stuff. But they didn't just happen upon it. They searched for it. They looked for it. They dug it out. If we just do the bare minimum, we will get the bare minimum. If we just try to squeak by, we will just squeak by. If we just attend church, if we just look at our Bible, if we just hum along with the songs, if we just talk with other people about Christ because we know they're a believer and it's easy with them, if we fail to evangelize because it's hard, because it's inconvenient, because it's embarrassing, if we fail to raise our kids, if we fail to, to emphasize and prioritize God's Word in their life, if we treat it as... Nah, if we treat it as whatever... If we treat it as unimportant, so will they. So will they. Them in the back. Y'all hear them? They excited about church. They don't miss. They don't want to miss. A couple of Sundays ago. No, it was last Sunday. Last No, Sunday before last. Bible Baptist was having revival in, in Bailey. She goes up there for King's Kids, kind of like our discovery. But they do it on Sunday nights. So I let Bailey go with my parents. And last Sunday, because of revival, they didn't have King's Kids. And Bailey said, I'm getting ready to go to King's Kids. She put on her church clothes. She was ready to go to King's Kids. She was ready to go. I pray that that sticks with her through adulthood. That she could be ready to go to church. That she could get up with, a, with, with an excitement about going to church. Lord knows we're excited about everything else. Let's get excited about the opportunity to share God's Word. Not the opportunity to to search out and seek after that wisdom. It's here. Buried under the sand. We just have to dig it out. And if we desire, the Bible says the Lord giveth wisdom. Well, we have a verse of song. We're going to ask a verse of invitation.